Welcome to Women in Web 3, everyone. Today we have someone I have been a fangirl of for a long time. I feel like since I started my foray into Web 3, Jamie Schmidt from BFF. Um, Jamie, welcome. Do you want to give your, your own introduction? I like to give one that is the laundry list of all of your greatest achievements because I feel like people don't give themselves enough credit. Um, but I like to hear from them too. How do you describe yourself and what you're doing in the space? Thank you, Carly, and thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. Um, I, yeah, like you said, you know, I'm the founder, co-founder of BFF. I think that's probably what most people know me for today. Um, but before that, I was a Web2 entrepreneur. I started the brand Schmidt's Naturals. It's a brand of personal care products that I started in my kitchen back in 2010. Um, started as an artist, maker, living in this, you know, the, the totally creative Portland scene, and never anticipated growing the brand into what it had become. Um, and fast forward seven years and the company was acquired by Unilever. Um, at that point, I had, you know, of course, scaled beyond my kitchen um, was oh, yeah. factory, um, and had distribution across um, 30 countries and 30,000 retailers. You know, my goal there was really to bring natural products mainstream. Um, so I had been making, you know, these handmade deodorants and um, stores like Target, Costco, Walmart became interested in understanding, you know, the benefits of naturals. And so um, timing was ripe. You know, it, it was perfect. I had a lot of luck on my side, but also tons of hard work and it was able to you know, disrupt an industry um, and then started to see the same potential here with, with Web3. You know, I, um, after the acquisition, I, I did write a book about my experience, you know, starting as an artist and, and scaling to, you know, this full-fledged sort of uh, successful entrepreneur and, and what it takes and everything I learned along the way, all the mistakes made. Um, and then start thinking, you know, as, as NFTs got into my, my thinking, um, you know, what can I do that's, uh, you know, to have similar impact and you know, started BFF with my co-founder, Britt, um, Britt Morin. Many of you know her as the founder of Britt Co. She's had a lot of other successes. She's a well-known VC. Um, so together we launched this and, you know, we, there's lots of, has happened since, you know, this is January of this year. And um, you said you were there, Carly, at the kickoff event. I was. I got a BFF bracelet and then I got it stolen. And then because the community is just so cool, whoever wound up getting it down the line and saw that it was stolen messaged me on Twitter and wanted to get it back. Aww. And so I got it That's back. Amazing. So then you got it back. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, those are the worst stories. But I mean, like yours turned out great, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking. Especially when it's like, you know, someone's first NFT and they're like super, yeah. you know, kind of treading cautiously into this new space and, you know, taking comfort in like this community, like BFF, you know, like, okay, these people are going to hold my hands through this. And all of a sudden there goes my bracelet, like stolen from my wallet. Like that sucks. There's a lot of sentimental value that like I did not expect to have and, and feelings yeah. towards the, that specific bracelet. Um, but I think it was almost cool that it did happen to me because I was, I mean, I, I am constantly sharing in my newsletter and here like about the space so we can all learn together. And I was like, well, this is something that's worth learning. So it doesn't happen to everyone else. Um, and your team was just so great and gracious in, in helping report it and just do what you guys could. And so Good. it's been really cool. I know you guys are huge advocates for building throughout the markets, um, despite what's going on in the world. You guys have been right there, whether it's been, uh, you know, social justice advocacy. I saw you guys stepping up. Um, and then just growing, adding the UPFPs and the charms. How much of, how much, I'm curious, like before January, how long were you and Britt 
working on BFF and conceptualizing behind the scenes? It came together quickly. Like a lot of brands and projects in the space, I think, you know, a lot of people saw the opportunity and they're like, I want to act fast on this. But, you know, having been um, entrepreneurs before, we knew that like, you know, we couldn't be too reckless and we had to have certain things in place before we jumped in. Um, But at the same time, like, you know, timing was ripe and we thought if we're going to do this, we have to do it now. January made sense, you know, like a fresh new year. Um, So we, you know, several months, like Britt had been scheming it before she brought me in. Um, this was something that had been her thinking and sort of more on a more casual basis. And then when we talked, we just started going down the rabbit hole of like what it could really look like. And then she invited me to be her business partner. Um, and that's when we just went all in. And, um, you know, we both had other things going on in our lives. Or she's running a couple of businesses and I you know, had an investment fund also and was working with entrepreneurs and, and other things. And so it's not like we were looking for something to like occupy our time, but we just saw um the potential to just really have impact and to like just make it happen in that moment. And so um, I'm glad we did. You know, there's so much that we've learned as we've gone, just like any other brand, you know, in this space, like you realize that sometimes, you know, maybe we didn't, you did move too quickly. And how do we compensate for that? And, you know, especially with changing market conditions, like what, you know, what, what's our new, like, how do we stay true to our, to our mission and our vision, but like what new steps do we take to get there? Right. Given like, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, I see a, a huge through line for you is accessibility, like making wow. your, your products back with Schmitz, making them accessible to people at, you know, different price points, the entry levels that I shop at the, the Targets and Costco's of the yeah. world. Um, and it's kind of the same with BFF, like making Web3 accessible for, I, I was, as you can see my background, a creative, like knew nothing about tech. Uh, so I think that's, that's really cool. How did you guys think about that onboarding piece and, and mm-hmm. bringing in, I know a lot of big names and people that, you know, different women and people look up to, to kind of be like, oh, well, if they're getting involved, maybe I'll get involved. Yeah, um, that was definitely your... like, yeah, I think that was, you know, one unique sort of position that we had is that we did have a lot of bigger names jumping on in support of what we were building. Um, and not all of them you know, we're deep in web three. They didn't all know about NFTs or they were, you know, they were new to it themselves. And they thought, you know what, this is a cool way for all of us to learn together. I can bring my community in, you know, in a way that's like safe and trusted. And, um, and so it was just a, just an awesome, you know, time for some of these, you know, as you say, like bigger names, some celebrities, some well-known VCs, some investors, entrepreneurs um, to say, Hey, like, I want to be a part of this and I want my following or my community to, to be a part of it too. And to, you know, potentially take advantage of some of these opportunities. And so, we all just sort of jumped in together. Um, we knew that the first um, event, you know, that YouTube event was, was key for just covering the basics, right? Like, what is an NFT? Why do I care? Um, what's some of this terminology that matters? And um, what are the, you know, the real opportunities here? And so we had, um, you know, a number of people speak on that. Um, and then the airdrop of the bracelets was sort of that big moment of, okay, we now have our first NFT in our wallets. Um, but a lot of people didn't have wallets too. So that was a big part of it, like help, helping them, you know, actually set up their first crypto wallet and receive the NFT and then everything that's, you know, happened since we've been building off of. Yeah. And for, for people who are listening and maybe not aware of the airdrops and the bracelets, that was a huge investment on you and Britt's part, right? Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. And we went back and forth on that. Like, you know, what is the impact here? What are the implications? What is the you know, investment really don't really look like. And, 
yeah, so we decided to cover the cost of all the gas fees and the NFTs themselves. And, um, but we, we knew that for people to like really jump in, like that, that was key, right? We wanted them to just receive it as like a sign of, you know, gratitude for their interest, I suppose, and just our belief in their long-term involvement and what we were building. Um, and it's so cool to see how many people are still around, like some like you, you know, those original people who showed up at the event, they're still, you know, some of our biggest, um, you know, most engaged um, contributors in our you know, Discord or on our Twitter or whatever it might be. And um, and many had started with, you know, zero knowledge or understanding, but just an interest and an excitement. And so there's been, we actually just wrapped up a survey. Um, and one of the questions on there was, you know, what, how much have you learned, you know, on your, your sort of crypto journey? What, and how much of that would you attribute to BFF? And, you know, we were pretty, really proud of the responses that we saw there, though. So it was a validation, you know, that w- what we're doing is working. Definitely. How, how big is your current team? Because for people who don't know if they follow BFF on Twitter, they'll see you're constantly putting out Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. You just launched all the different clubs. If you want to touch on some of them. Uh, so uh, w- behind the scenes, how many of you oh, are right. there <laughs> and That's how have you scaled that? It's way smaller than you might think. We have, I think about five full timers right now. And then Britt and me, you know, we're working full time too, of course, but yeah. Um, everybody's on payroll, you know, we have health insurance that we're super proud of. And so we, you know, we really thought if we're going to do this, we want to run it like a business. We want everybody to, you know, feel fairly compensated and motivated and, um, um, and just really, you know, committed to the long term, And that's a big step, like in a web three brand is like, cause I know a lot, you know, projects don't have that luxury, but, you know, to potentially pay people or to, uh, um, you know, to offer benefits and, and things like health insurance. But, you know, for us, like that was budgeted immediately. We're like, this money's going here <laughs> and like that. You know, so that's been really key to us. But um, I think I, I lost your last question. <laughs> Ask me that question again. Honestly, I'm like, wait, what was I asking? Oh, I asked how many people were, were on the team. And then like in order to be able to scale it and touched upon the different clubs that you guys oh, just yeah, offered. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to go over kind of all that BFF offers right now and and the, for the future, what are you guys building up to? Is BFFCon still in in the works? I'm crossing my fingers. I oh. hope so. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, you know, every every Web3 brand that launches has to, you know, put out a suspected roadmap, right? Like, here's where we see ourselves going. These are the things you can look forward to. This is the, you know, utility or the value that you'll get with, you know, being a member. Um, and, you know, for us, it was, you know, when we started, yeah, a big part of it, as you say, was this BFF con. And that's something we're definitely still planning, but we want the timing to be right, of course. You know, we had thought about doing it late this year and then market conditions changed and we want to make sure, you know, we're doing it in the most, I guess, healthy sort of um, atmosphere and, and uh, environment. Um, and so that's that's certainly in our planning still. We have other events, though, that have been happening more in the interim. Um, we just launched our Bring Your BFF to Crypto series or Bring Your BFF to Web3 series um, with MoonPay as a sponsor there. So that's been really cool. Um, five cities will be hitting. So we're starting in Miami next week, probably by the time this podcast comes out. Um, and then other cities around the, the country where people who um, who are current members of BFF can bring one of their friends in, you know, as a, as a newbie. Um, and we have a lot of activations, some very hands-on, some more education. And so that, that we're really excited about that. Um, you mentioned our clubs. That's something that we've been working on for a while. We had called them, um, oh my gosh, before that we, okay, can you edit that out? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so I had a brain fart. That's um, okay, it happens. <laughs> we have bloopers, uh, podcast bloopers, anyway. Um, <laughs> we do, that'd be great. 
Um, so yeah, our, you mentioned our clubs. That's something we've been scheming for a while. You know, our, our goal there was to bring together some of the, the sub communities within BFF who have specific interests, uh, whether it's entrepreneurship, uh, maybe it's coding, um, or some of the creatives and artists. Um, and that's been really cool to, to see some of the friendships develop there. We have um, some pretty legit speakers that come in every week um, and talk to the different clubs. Um, so that's one of the utilities that's built in with being a token owner. Um, and then one thing we're also proud of too is our perk shop. I don't know if you um, remember that, but that was something we launched oh, yeah. shortly after the U collection. Um, and every NFT in that collection had certain perks associated with it. So whether it's physical goods or access to services or maybe discounts or tying with one of our founding BFFs. Um, so, and that's been ongoing, you know, for, for months, many, many months. And we keep building on that. So adding more and more perks as we go. Sometimes it's something, you know, as simple as access to an allow list from a partner community. Um, or maybe it's, you know, a fun merch drop. So that's, that's something that we're, you know, we think we've done in a really unique and exciting way. And we're going to continue to build on. Yeah, I feel like you guys have touched upon so many different use cases for NFTs already. Like when people ask the question, well, what is this JPEG going to give oh. me? With with BFF, it's like, well, you can get access to events or you can get access to YouTubes and, and these clubs where that can help you build as a creative or an entrepreneur. Is, is there anything um, that you guys like, a crazy dream that you guys would love to uh, apply it to down the line mm. or just any standout use case that you think is really the one that will stick around the most, like yeah. it, using it for ticketing or, or just community. Yeah. And that's the magic question. I think that's the one that is very important for everybody to be thinking about that has, you know, their own project or brand. Um, and I do think it's important to note that <clears throat> It, there's there's a risk in doing too much, right? Like, you know, we we do have a lot of access and we have, you know, different utility, but I think, you know, what's really going to move the needle is like doing one or two of those things really, really well. Um, and I think that's where a lot of these Web3, um, you know, projects, brands, companies, whatever you call them, um, you know, maybe missing the mark because we all started out, we're so excited to do as much as we can. Um, but just like, in, just like a brand in web too, like you need to know what you're offering and you want to like do it really well. And so, um, that's in our thinking, you know, and that's, and I am happy to say, you know, as we evolve, um, or turn the corner into year two, our anniversary is coming up. Um, BFF has, you know, has an expanded, um, sort of more refined, um, roadmap, um, that we're going to be talking about and the more, uh, I can't say too much right now, but a more specific, um, you know, utility offering that we think is very unique and, and really useful. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll share more. And I'll come back on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> for for season two, yeah. or this is kind of, I guess it'll be season three. I guess we're in season two of Women in Web 3 now. It's nice. all kind of blended together. Yeah. But uh, on the topic of, of doing too much, all, all the things, <laughs> I want to shift away from BFF for a second and focus more on you and, and what else you're doing in the space is, mm -hmm. um, I know you have a, a fund, it's Color Capital, right? Mm -hmm. Is that still kind of in the Web3 space? And then yeah. I'd read about crypto, crypto packaged goods. Is that something you're still up to? Yeah. Uh, tell us about those. And then also how you juggle it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, my fund color, you know, that was started after Schmitz was acquired. And the, the original goal of that was to support other CPG brands, you know, um, people building in the space that 
that I thought were doing it in a unique way, in a non-traditional way. And I, so I never took funding. I had bootstrapped my business. And so to become an investor was an interesting transition. And so I really you know, was jumping on certain opportunities where I thought, okay, maybe this company doesn't necessarily need funding, like they're positioned for bootstrapping, but they could do really well with somebody like me coming in with, you know, just the right amount of capital and expertise and experience. But um, so that's where we started. And I started that with my husband and business partner, Chris Cantino, um, just the two of us, we have no partner, no LPs. So we were able to decide what we invest in together. Um, and then we also together had started, um, as you mentioned, crypto packaged goods um, that evolved from what we were calling club CPG in the clubhouse days. Um, coming together and just talking about the consumer space um, with other entrepreneurs or people who are interested in building. Um, and then we dropped the collection crypto package goods early last year. Um, actually late last year, gosh, time flies. <laughs> um, <which was laughs> it the, does. the token um, opportunity to join this community. So buying an NFT, having access to this group of um, you know, people that were working in the consumer space, but also those who were really interested in web three. So at that time it was, and still is a super interesting and unique uh, kind of co coming together of, of two different interest groups. Um, so we started that, yeah, I guess it was October of, of last year. And then we've since expanded on that and dropped a secondary collection that um, welcomed a few thousand more people in. Um, so I'm doing that. And yeah, I, how do I have time for it all? I, you know, I think it's just, it's <laughs> prioritizing always like, but certainly I've found that like making space for things that are non-work related are so key for me. Um, yesterday I spent half the day at a, a pickleball social <laughs> in my neighborhood that is awesome. playing, you know, tournaments with other women who are into pickleball and, um, and realizing like, okay, I'm falling behind on some things here and I'm probably gonna get back to, you know, a ton of emails and, but like, but it's worth it. And so just, you know, making time for yourself because that's the only way you're not going to burn out. Um, you know, and it, it helps that I've been like, run a business before and I, um, I know like what, when something's urgent you know, like how urgent is it? You know, in your mind, everything's urgent as an entrepreneur. You're like, I got to do all of it right now. Yes. It's realistically like, okay, what can we put off till tomorrow or maybe next week, next month? Um, so just having the you know ability to prioritize and manage your time. I think that's such a good reminder for anyone who's, whether they're building in the space or just looking to get into the space because yeah. it can be very easy to get carried away on Discord or NFT Twitter or whatever it may yeah. be until late hours of the night. And, and forget to walk your dog or, or whatever it may be. Oh, it's true. I, yeah. Not just entrepreneurs. You're right. Like just even like traders or people who are interested in, you know, every opportunity, don't want to miss anything. And I think that's why it's key too to find a couple, you know, communities that are, that are important to you and knowing, you know, when and how to access those updates. Like with BFF, for example, we send text messages to our kids. Yes, I love that. All the time. And so I think, that has worked well for us for it helps alleviate that sort of like obsession over like always being on. Um, it's just a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. For people, I, I have a few more questions for people who are looking to get into the space to learn about it besides following BFF. <laughs> um, is there any like one piece of advice or like one question that you get all the time that you mm -hmm. want to answer? I think like finding what resonates with you because web three is so grand, right? It's not just NFTs. And um, so it's just understanding, like learning is, is everything, right? Like doing your research, whether it's following people on Twitter, um, you know, these days reading the news, like, you know, where the, there's their articles, you know, about what's happening with three. And so just like finding 
what speaks to you on a personal level and sort of resonates with you know, your goals and your interests, and then going a little bit deeper into that. Um, and we try, you know, at BFF to, to offer like a really diverse, um, you know, deep dive into a lot of different areas because we recognize that that's what it's going to take to really onboard people. And so you'll see like with our Twitter spaces, we'll have, um, you know, very specific topics within Web3 and you'll see like different types of people, you know, jumping into the different conversations because that's the one thing that they're, you know, specifically interested in. So just understand that it's not like a, you know, general sort of one tiered, for lack of a better word, um, you know, yeah. opportunity. It's like, it's still multifaceted. You just find the thing that, you know, works for you. I love that. Yeah. And one of my last questions here is what have you found um, about, about yourself in this space? Uh, whether comparing like this journey to your journey with Schmitz or yeah, just a, anything big or small. I think that I'll like always be a newbie. <laughs> like, like I feel that. <laughs> and I think like, but I think it's important to like recognize that. And it's not like a fault. It's an opportunity, right? It's like this, yeah. like, I know that I'm new here, but I know how to learn and I know, you know, how to create something um, sustainable and do it in, you know, in a way that's you know professional and effective. And so um, I think it's, you know, a lot of people like there's, there might be this assumption that because you had success in web two, that's like all, you know, automatically going to transfer to success in web three. And like that, that's not the case. There's a lot of learnings, you know, that are valuable. And I think a lot of concepts that still apply, but no matter what you do, no matter it's web one, two, three, whatever, you know, there's always, you're always going to have to learn something. And so just being, being realistic about that. I love it. Jamie, is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap um, up? Yeah, you know, I just, I, I am excited to share more about what's around the corner for BFF. Um, it's always awkward when you like want to say something like, <laughs> and, like there's so much to say, but it's like the timing has to be right for so many reasons. And so, um, yeah, I do look forward to potentially you know, revisiting all of you on, on the podcast here and, and going a little deeper when it's time. Good. Well, I want to encourage people to follow you and BFF on Twitter so that they can get those announcements as soon as they come. Yes. Um, so well, we'll put it in the show notes, but if you want to spell it out for people, where where's the best place for them to go and connect? Yeah, BFF is my BFF on all platforms. I think, you know, Instagram, um, Twitter, and what am I missing? I think LinkedIn or just BFF if you're a LinkedIner. <laughs> Um, but our website's great. We have tons of content. We actually launched a content studio recently. So we have a lot of great articles in there. So definitely check that out. If you're one that prefers to read, you know, on your, at your own leisure. Um, and then me, I'm just Jamie Schmidt. It's J-A-I-M-E Schmidt. That's my handle. Awesome. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to all you guys have coming down the road. Thank you, Carly. <laughs>